Hello and welcome to See What Show. I'm Mr. Brown. Hi, I'm Ling. And this is the podcast for regular people who want to watch movies, TVs, and TVs <laughs> and DVDs. Tumbalik. Tumbalik. It's just tumbalik, you know. It's tumbalik, no tumbalik. Yeah, all my Malay friends will school. Get angry. Yeah. Tumbalik is the Chineseization of tumbalik. Yeah, like kue tupat. Oh, that that upsets. We should be ketupat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about the what do you call like barbecue? Huh? Pang panggang. Panggang. Yeah. And then my mother would say, penggang. Penggang. Yeah. Penggang. Ah, penggang. Ah, penggang. It's wrong, right? <laughs> then we say baluku. Yeah. It's actually buah. Buah duku. Duku. Yes. Oh my but god. But we say baluku one. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chinese we say, hey, yeah. you got baluku on your head, yeah. baluku. Then the Malays are like, what is that? <laughs> It's true. End of the language lesson. Yes. <laughs> what are we reviewing this week? Uh, we're doing Kung Fu Panda. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. actually. Uh, and uh, also, I watched Nam on DVD. Yes, that is uh, Matthew Perry. Yes, from Friends. I'm trying to do serious drama. Mm-hmm. Tell you and more about that later. Yeah, finally, we have Diary of the Dead, George Romero's comeback zombie movie. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I won't watch that one. You won't. I'm, I You're don't like zombies. Zombie, yeah. no. Oh, let's look at what's showing this week, though. What's showing what's this week? Showing this week? <laughs> Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk about uh, a scientist who turns into a green monster. See, here's the thing. Um, Incredible Hulk. Every time you say that, right? Everyone's going like, "Yeah, hey, I thought it was done already." Yeah. I thought uh, Liang did it already. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but the fans didn't like it, so, so I have to redo. I see. It's a, it's a like reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so this time there's Edward Norton yay. in the lead role, and then uh, Liv Tyler. Oh, yay, double yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a fanboy. You are, aren't you? I like, I like her so much. Yeah, Liv Tyler. I don't mm. know, she, she's alright, she's pretty, I guess. Yeah. Um, Everyone's just, hoping. Sorry, you're saying? No, no, no. I, it's just that I remember her riding the horse in Lord of the Rings, that's all. Yeah. Speaking. <laughs> after that, her face got cut by her hair or something, right? Okay. <laughs> so <Oops>. mean. <laughs> She's pretty. I was going to say, I was gonna say uh, everyone is kind of hoping that this doesn't, isn't a repeat of, you know, the first disaster. Mm. I mean, I like Liang and all, but, and I'm sure he put a lot of effort into making this into an art film, but. Fans were not looking for an art film in the original <laughs> Hulk. So this is uh, their chance to redeem themselves and I hope they do. Um, at the San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. um, the director of the the remake of Incredible Hulk uh, faced the fans and basically the message was very clear. That don't screw this one up. Oh, mm. like that. Uh? Yeah, you don't get a second chance. This oh. is, you don't get a third chance. Don't get a third chance. Yeah. So incredible! We'll be we'll reviewing it in the next uh, see what show. Watch okay. for that. Promise, ah. Uh? Promise. I promise for your like scout honor, okay. even though I'm not scout. Okay, and uh, get smart as uh, well. Get smart. This is detective meets camp. Uh, this is a very old series, actually. Yeah, you saw the trailer. Yes. Funny, Uh, not bad, lah. Looks funny, huh? Quite funny. It looks like that kind. Like after a very tired day at work, you you might. You know, really want to watch something like that over the RT Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. I mean, I I enjoy watching the series. They used to rerun it um in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Get smart. I don't know lah. Before my time. It's before your time. You're so <laughs> young, sir. Of course. So young and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, there's uh, you don't mess with the uh, Zohan, mm. which is Adam Sandler playing a an Israeli, um, you know. Very uh, top Israeli agent. 
Mm. Yeah, he's like their top man. Okay. He decides to change career, become a hairdresser in New York. Okay. <laughs> and as with all Adam Sandler movies, you yeah. can expect uh, a lot of camp. And he's he's very funny in this role. Um, you think Zoolander, mm-hmm. but in this case, he's like this super powerful uh, agent who can do all kind of stunts and, and and kill people with his fingers. <laughs> then now he becomes a hairdresser. Then the Palestine, you know, his enemies like, find him in New York. So that's the plot. Okay. And say, hey, he's here, you know, and then they try to kill him. So that's funny. Okay. Yeah, he, he does a lot of funny shit. I saw the trailer, I laughed my ass off. Okay, you don't mess with the Zohan. Eh? Yeah, yeah, he's the Zohan. The must man. Must catch it. Must yeah, catch it. Must, must. Okay, uh, let's go into review time. See what show? Review time. Do, 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 do. Kung Fu Panda. Okay, there is like no charge for awesomeness. Okay. Which is the line, one of the lines, my favorite lines from the movie, right at the beginning. Because he's, okay, um, okay, rewind, rewind. He, he, this is one of the best DreamWorks animated movies I've ever watched. Okay, really? Yeah, it, it's their best, I think. Um, Poe is the name uh, of the character. He's a daydreaming, overweight kung fu fan. And he's mm-hmm. a panda, Poe the panda. He works for his dad, who's a duck. Quite, quite. Yeah, they never explain it. It becomes a source of movie tension in there. <laughs> quite funny. Uh, in their noodle business, so they're like, you know, simple folk. They run a mo- uh, noodle store. Uh, and uh, Poe dreams of being a kung fu hero. He's a huge kung fu fan. He's, you know, collected every uh, story and knows all the, about the famous Furious Five. You know, they're like elite warriors. And their stories and their tales and their kung fu moves. And he unwittingly becomes the chosen one. Uh, dragon warrior is called the, the the chosen one will be the dragon warrior can I just say like so many animal clashes got yeah, duck got panda got, got dragon got, got. it's all animal man. it's all animal so he becomes the war- dragon warrior uh, chosen to fight uh, the biggest enemy known to his village so he tra- the enemy threatens to destroy his village huh? where's the dragon warrior how do you know you're not looking at her <laughs> You think I'm a fool? I know you're not the dragon warrior. None of you! I heard how he fell out of the sky on a ball of fire. That he's a warrior, unlike anything the world has ever seen. Poe? So that is his name. Poe. Finally, a worthy opponent. Our battle will be legendary. The voices in here include Jack Black mm. as Poe, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Wow, so method, ah. Very method. Panda and uh, yeah, the fat guy. Fat guy. Okay. Dustin Hoffman is uh, his Sifu, uh, known as Shifu. Right. <laughs> and uh, Angelina Jolie is Tigress, one of the Furious Five. Mm-hmm. Who are, all these are proteges of Sifu, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jackie Chan is Monkey. Who's a monkey? Eh, is it Jackie Chan's first time doing? Uh, animated? Voice? I think so. Well, in a movie, he's got his own Jackie Chan series. I don't even know when it's voiced by him. But mm. yeah, but yeah, this is, I think it's first time. Okay. And in fact, I didn't know this when I watched it. So when the monkey opened his mouth and said stuff, I was like, that sounds like Jackie Chan. Mm. <laughs> it was. Uh, Seth Rog- Rogen as Mantis, the guy from Superbad, uh, oh. a couple of uh, Jude Abitur movies. And Lucy Liu as Viper. Mm. So Viper, you know, uh, Sir Chenna. Then Tiger is, you know, who la. Then got Pao la. 
and hola. Oh, like that. Oh, the moose. Wow. So it's the actual animal. Intercultural. Yeah, references. it's so cool, man. I, I like the fact they did the kung fu genre justice. They did. Um, in fact, many of the plot devices, the action, uh, the comedy, they were homages to the old kung fu movies that we were used to, we grew up on. Okay. I think for Americans, it's new. La. Okay. For us, it's like, oh, you know, we get it. You know, we see the plot devices. Uh, you know, like you have the lazy but full of potential disciple. Right. So you the have, Shaolin yeah. uh, types and yeah. the, Bruce Lee mov- the Bruce Lee movies? Not so no, much Bruce Lee movies. That's too contemporary. Yeah, that's too contemporary. You've got the master who tekan him. Mm-hmm. You know, makes him do push-ups right, while he right, sits right. on his on his back. You know, the Jackie Chan Drunken Master series. Okay. Yeah, they even had the training devices you see in Shaolin movies. You know, those you hit the thing, the hit thing hits back. You go go one, you know, you cross, get past the obstacle the obstacles, and uh, they have all that stuff. You know, and uh, they they did not water it down or make it look silly. They actually did did it justice. I have had a vision. Tai Lung will return. That is impossible. He is in prison. Nothing is impossible. Zing! Fly to Chagum Prison and tell them to double the guards, double the weapons, double everything. Tai Lung does not leave that prison. Yes, Master Shifu! One often meets his destiny on the road he takes to avoid it. We have to do something. We can't just let him march on the valley and take his revenge. He'll, he'll... Your mind is like this water, my friend. When it is agitated, it becomes difficult to see. But if you allow it to settle, the answer becomes clear. The Dragon Scroll. It is time... But who? Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power to become the Dragon Warrior? I don't know. They kept the music uh, Chinese sounding without being patronizing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't annoying. Okay. It wasn't annoying. Uh, the animation was really good. The 3G was... The 3D, not 3G. The CG uh, was very good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The voice acting, especially casting Jack Black was brilliant. I think oh. he did you know, you listen to him and, and do, and he does pose. Very, very funny. And the Kung Fu moves even look authentic. Wow. You know, when the, when the animals strike their pose, you know, when they do the stance, then you go like, yeah, that's what the stance looks like. Wow. So but they, by an animal. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. So you, 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 you know they did their research. Mm. Mm. And um, I would say stay to the end for a sweet little epilogue. It's quite cute. After the credits. Uh. Yeah, always. Uh, nice. Um, I would say the movie had action, a little bit of drama, and most importantly, I think it made my wife and I laugh out loud almost throughout. <laughs> really? Mm. Wow, resounding endorsement. Yeah, go and watch it with the kids. It's a family. It's not a kids show, but I think it's good for everyone. Everyone will enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, go watch Kung Fu Panda. It's great stuff. <laughs> Over to me for some mind-numbing action. Mind-numbing drama. Uh, Numb, Numb, N-U-M-B, is a movie about a writer played by Matthew Perry who uh, has a condition termed depersonalization disorder. Oh. Yes, Matthew Perry, of course, is uh, Chandler Bing from Friends. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, so this uh, disorder makes events and the environment around him seem very unreal. Okay. okay. He's alive, but practically cannot feel. Okay. So now this becomes problematic when he meets the, a girl, uh, a really hot girl that he loves. Okay. But he can't bear for her to see him like this for the rest of his life and her life, right? So what he does is he sees every specialist possible, takes every pill that he can just to get better. Um, it's an autobiographical film written and directed by this guy called Harris Goldberg. And uh, it's, it's actually been dubbed a dark comedy, right? Was it funny uh, and was it dark? Well, I think it's definitely more dark than comedy for me. <laughs> you didn't laugh? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I I found this movie actually really quite unfunny and, and really a tad tedious because, um, okay, so this medical condition is the central focus of the film, right? And that is certainly acceptable, but, but because nobody else has it, um, you, you don't see anybody else really playing off this lead character. Nobody can really explain what he's going through. So in a way, he, he is... The, the journey is really f- to self-acceptance. My life view was simple. One, I just wanted to be a happy person with happy thoughts. Two, we were all a simple action away from complete disaster. I knew it. I've somehow gone crazy. Dysphoric is when you just don't feel right in your own skin. I was now living in some kind of horrific perpetual dream state. Are you okay? What do I do? Tell me what to do. It's important that you socialize. You know, I've seen you before at a party and this dog came up to you. You invented a potato chip. I was wondering if you wanted to get together. You and me? Uh-huh. My God, she was fantastic. Let's go there. I couldn't hide my condition from her forever. If I had any real chance with Sarah, I had to speed up my recovery. Go on. You have depersonalization disorder. Good luck with this one, Hudson. Thanks, Rick. So how's that attachment thing? You could jam this fork into my eye socket right now and I wouldn't feel it. And then I'm really going to need you to put down that fork. I think you're going to work yourself through it. What if I don't? What if this is the way I'm going to be for the rest of my life? Is there a Mr. Dr. Blaine? I don't think that's really important to your treatment. (laughs) I love you. That is so wrong. Love you. I haven't even met your family. So you really like this girl, huh? That girl is an angel. You kind of look like a lion. You kind of look like an owl. You don't have to save me, Sarah, but I am going to love you for the rest of my life, so things will be a lot better for me if you are around. So in the way of of action, there is not much, um, but I would say that... um, Okay, there, there is a particular, there's a particular scene where um, he goes to see this cognitive specialist played by Mary Steenburgen. Steenburgen. Bergen, right? Bergen, I think. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's probably the only saving grace because um, he goes to see her and he, want, he thinks there's some cognitive dissidence in his, in his head and things like that. And she's trying, to, she's trying to make him feel better by you know, telling him all these official things. But in the end, um, <laughs> it's very funny because she plays this uh, doctor who's very black and white. She tries to keep the personal far removed from the professional. But in the end, she's relying on him to release her pent-up sexual frustration. Oh. Ah. So, okay, in that sense, yes, there, there were some funny moments. But... Uh, prior to that, I don't know. It, it doesn't help, I think, that this is the first time I'm seeing um, Matthew Perry uh, play a different role, a serious role out of his oh. friend's persona. So I'm just like, how much of him staring into blank space can I possibly take? take? 
Yeah. You, you haven't seen him in Studio 60 on Sunset Street? No, and I didn't watch, uh, what was the other one as well? Uh, the Nine Yards, no, something like what the whole la- the whole The whole Nine Yards? The whole Nine Yards, yeah, I didn't see that as well. He, he was a com- his comedy there. So was that good? Yeah, it was alright, but it was comedy. Mm. Yeah, but Studio 60, he, he did do a decent job. Alright. It was a wisecracking, disturbed, uh, drug-dependent uh, um, comedy writer mm. or an SNL kind of... Um, Show sure. right. He's a writer here, but he's just like frustrated writer. Yeah, there he did. Have to die. There was there was there was half comedy, half drama for him. Mm. Yeah, but he did quite well in that one. Maybe okay. he oh, this one he was broody. Yeah, perhaps so it didn't work. And you yeah. see his face, you want to laugh, right? Uh, not really. No, <laughs> I was just like, oh dear, what's happening? But I guess the other thing about this is that if this is a true condition that the writer and director uh, went through, in a way, I guess he was trying to service that. Okay. He was trying to service that story, you know, to, to try and um, kind of make public this experience. I don't know. I don't mm. know why he did it. But anyway, I, it didn't really work for me. I sounds, don't know. Self, sounds self-indulgent to me. Mm. But very hard lah, for a comedian to cross over. So. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult. Like Jim Carrey. But, you know, the, the, the director felt that Matthew Perry did it justice. Like, really? this is exactly how he felt. I felt that way. Yeah. He's he the man. So if you want to see, Numb. Numb. Uh, N U M B. Yeah, numb. straight to DVD movie, unfortunately. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lastly, uh, Diary of the Dead. Zombies. Zombies. Uh, George Romero's comeback movie. He's the guy, of course, who made Night of the Living Dead and even more famously, The Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Cult classic zombie B movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. For us zombie guys, he's the man. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting. I didn't know you were a zombie guy. Quite, I quite like to watch zombie movies. Okay. Yeah, he made a long. He had a long hiatus, and he came back with Diary of the Dead. So the man basically, like, practically invented the zombie genre, la. Okay. Okay, so that's why he's such a hero. Uh, Diary takes place at the beginning of the zombie appearances, so he, it's like a prequel of all his other movies. So kind of documenting how it all started. So in this movie, uh, they use this plot device. It's uh, called Cloverfield meets Blair Witch Project. See? Mm-hmm. Um, where a group of film students, while filming their own zombie movie, uh, encounter the real zombies, and then they film the whole process while trying to run away and like die from being bitten by zombies. Okay. Yeah? See? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, so um, uh, there, there's less motion sickness here. Which is good. <laughs> uh, I found the camera angles quite interesting. They used uh, footage from uh, security cameras, from uh, mobile phone footage, mm, oh. from their own fairly professional cameras to document the events. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it was all unfolding, you see. Uh, and the explanation for the movie being so well edited was, uh, while still being raw, of course, because it's from different kinds of cameras. Uh, was because the students said they're going to put it together right at the beginning to tell you we, the narrator tells you we wanted to tell the story so that's why it's edited in fact in, in there you actually see them filming themselves editing it on a Mac mm. laptop with Final Cut Pro so oh. it's kind of give you that insight that you know, we are running away from zombies but here we are editing this movie for you oh yeah so it looks it's more coherent, mm. but yet it has that whole same like, point of view kind of, you know, uh, feel. That's quite interesting. Yeah, it's different from Cloverfield because the Cloverfield, in theory, the camera is just rolling. So whatever unfolding and editing you saw was supposedly coincidental. 
Whereas it's deliberate. Mm. Yeah. Hi, my name is Jason Creed. I have been given the opportunity to be able to document the events that have suddenly landed in my lap. Jason always wanted to be a documentary filmmaker. Come on, everybody, when it comes to you, say your name. This is ridiculous. Hey, I'm just trying to make a movie here. News agencies are reporting accounts of the dead returning to life. Jay, I want to get out of here. I want to go home. Are you still shooting? What are you shooting? I don't know. I just... If this turns out to be a big thing, I just want to record it, okay? Yeah, there's an army of them. From now on, everyone who dies is going to come back. I think it's time we left this place. There's nobody in here. I don't see anything. There is a dead guy walking around. Let's go. Shoot in the head. Hey, run. Run, Tracy. All that's left is to record what's happening for whoever remains when it's over. There were some truly awesome horror moments in the movie. Uh, the set pieces, some of them very good, very gory. Uh, there was this Amish uh, farmer scene. They were hiding with his, in his farm. Uh, that was quite incredible. It, uh, they used a pitchfork somewhere in there. I also love the fact that you, you saw it through their eyes, mm. you know, their cameras. So... Uh, you you don't know what's around the corner. Mm-mm. You you knew as much as they did. There were also moments when you knew more than they did because what they did was they added the uh, security camera footage in post production. I see. So they edited it in to show you that yeah, the zombies are coming, but we didn't know. Oh, this guy, one of us didn't know. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, so you <gasps> no, you know. Ah, oh, uh, the filming experience must have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was done in twenty three days. Mm. Legend has it that this movie was shot in 23 days in typical B-movie, you know, budget style. Mm-hmm. And it was done in a, in a short take. Um, it was uh, not a perfect movie by any stretch. I think it was uneven. Uh, the pace suffered in the second part. But it it was a good zombie ride. La, and it even ends with a political message. Uh-huh. even had a message. Can wow. you imagine that? <laughs> so mm-hmm. this this is a genre movie. So if you're not into zombies, uh, you're not into blood, gore, uh, heads being blown off, you know, arms falling off, <laughs> uh, then it may not interest you. But if you are a Romero fan, I think people are in agreement that this is him going back to his roots. I see. Because he kind of went, saw big budget Mm-mm. along the way in his career. Right. Uh, didn't work out. There were too many problems with the movies that yeah, working on that were big budget. This one is just going back to his roots, doing what he does best. I I love the campy and gross you out gore. I just did. <laughs> it was, there were some really funny moments, and uh, you have to watch it with people who like zombies. Uh. Mm. You know, you just hang out together and then you laugh your ass off at the moments and you go oh gross, grossness, uh, grossness very important. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Diary of the Dead. The clover field of zombie movies. Wow. Yeah. And that's all the time we have. Okay. We'll see you on show this week. Thank you for joining us. See you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. A production of Sing. What? Show.com. <laughs>